Who was that guy you were talking to? The one in black? <gasps> Zaldan. <sighs> That's his name. He came from the darkness. He used my anger to control me. He took all my sorrow, my sadness, my pain, and turned it all into rage. There was nothing I could do. I could no longer see the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time I would like to thank Lacey Johnson for providing her version of Sanctuary as the official theme song for Season 3 of Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts. Listening to Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts Season 3, Episode 4, titled Many Worlds. watching this half hour feel a lot of optimism okay about what i saw okay i'm very interested in hearing more about that a little bit later on and of course later in this episode we have uh bill's board of love and hate so you're going to have two moves on that board for today and also, in not next episode, the episode after, we are going to have a watch-along. So I want to throw that out there as well. All right, Bill, why don't we start with the half hour? Um, I believe we started this half hour with actually being told the Beauty and the Beast story. Yeah. Um, so long story short, we're told of how the Beast became the Beast. So there, I just saved you all about three minutes of your time. Um, <laughs> no, um, but after uh, Sora, Donald, and Goofy are told what has happened, they go to find the beast. And the beast is looking at his rose while this mysterious figure is talking to him. And... This is someone who we have not seen, or at least we think we have not seen at this point. Right, because they stay In, hooded. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, trying to convince Beast that Belle is using him. She doesn't really love him. He's just, you know, this stupid, dumb, ugly animal, and. 
that's when Sora and them come to try to talk to Beast, and that's when they have their fight. <clears throat> so after the fight is over, um, Beast kind of gets himself together, and he asks where Belle is. And they're not sure where she is, so they go running, looking for Belle. And then, um, actually, in in this, actually, in this scene, real quick, I want to mention that Beast does say the name of the person, though. I don't know if you caught that. He said, "Do you remember the name or no?" Zaldin. Zaldin, yeah. Zaldin. Okay. So then he's looking, and he's like, "Where's Belle?" And Belle's like, "Beast." I'm in the, in the bathroom. And it sounds like, like the way she said it, it sounded it sounds like, like she's in the bathroom. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it really does. So they go to the ballroom and they fight this giant ball of heartless. Right. Chained up. That's what it looked like. They fight it and then. The I ball... do. I do like the effect of when the battle starts. Mm-hmm. He takes over the entire ballroom, which is a pretty iconic thing for, uh, or at least an iconic setting yeah. to me for Di- in Di- the Disney universe, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone knows it. Everyone, you know, you show them a picture of the ballroom, like just show 10 people, like I would say eight out of 10 people would say, oh yeah, that's the Beauty and the Beast ballroom. Right. And he basically sucks the lights out of it and turns it dark. That's it, what happens. Yeah. Which was kind of kind of a good looking, um, you know, background really, mm-hmm. with the, with the lights being out. So then they fight him as a long redhead monster. Yeah, he which, transforms at some point. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the fight's over. Zaldin makes a quick appearance, then leaves, and then Bell comes in and. They talk, and she's like, "You've you haven't changed, Beast. You're still mean." And and Goofy's like, "Oh well, gosh, you know, you two should make up." Right. Goofy is kind of Captain Obvious in this half hour. Actually, Goofy says something really smart in this uh in this dialogue, if you can recall correctly. Do you know why that Goofy's the one that figures out? I believe. Why Zaldin's going after the Beast? Did you catch that or no? Oh, was it was it because of the of the rose or was it something else? No, well he wants to he wants to I guess get rid of the Beast because and again this is Goofy saying it although it makes a lot of sense is mm-hmm. Goofy says Zaldin wants beasts nobody. That way, right. the organization can control the beast, right. which I think is a great choice because this is a this is a man or a beast that was able to go to another world based on belief, something mm-hmm. that no one in the Kingdom Hearts uh, universe at this point has done, other than him. Like, yeah. have a way to travel to another world that's so easy. Because even if you go with Genie, Genie's a magical being. Yeah. And and I think you could probably similarly say the thing with Tinkerbell as well. Beast doesn't have any magic in him. Right. And the fact that he was... Yeah. So, no, so Goofy figures that out. 
and then we get the rose <laughs> picture and we find out for some reason the rose is a gateway for this world yeah. to move forward which is kind of weird so instead of going to an, a new place they end up back at Traverse Town. Nope, Hollow Bastion. Or Hollow Bastion, thank you. You always either forget the name or you... Say just, the wrong. No, or you call it the Bastion. <laughs> Very weird that you don't actually... Like, we've done this at the... Hollow Bastion's been in all three games. I know. And you can't get it. I'm gonna get it right someday. One day, one day. Don't worry, because at this rate, you know we're gonna come back here. Yeah. You'll have your no- You'll have another chance, I'm sure. I'm sure. So Merlin um, is the one that actually called them over Mm -hmm. because he discovered something that might interest Sora. And it's a book. But it's a book of Winnie the Pooh. Mm -hmm. And if you pay – like if you look very closely at the cover of the book – you see Sora on the front, not Christopher Robin. Yeah, well, remember in Kingdom Hearts 1, mm-hmm. that was the end of the Winnie the Pooh world, is it's him on the cover with Winnie the Pooh, and we found out that the Hundred Acre Wood apparently has a right. keyhole. <laughs> right. So I kind of got excited. I was like, yay, we're going back to the Hundred Acre Wood. Um, so Merlin then is going to go find Leon. And mm-hmm. tell him about the book. And Sora and the gang stay when a bunch of the heartless just pop out onto mm-hmm. the street. And they all go to fight them. And the heartless try to steal the book. So they fight and they get the book. But the book has some marks on the front. So Sora then opens the book and he ends up going into the book. And it's kind of interesting because when they looked at the book the first time, before the Heartless came, mm-hmm. all the images were there. All the, you know, all the trees were there. When Sora opens it again, there's only one tree and it happens to be where Pooh lives right so Sora goes into the hundred acre woods there's Pooh and Sora is like hi Pooh how you doing and Pooh's like oh I'm doing good I I must do my uh my exercises his stoutness exercises yes his stout yeah my stoutness exercises person I don't know yeah, somebody so, I, I don't know. Yeah, somebody I don't know. And then Sora mentions Piglet, and he's like, I don't know that name either. And he so, goes back to his stoutness exercises. Yeah, back back to those stout. Have yeah, you ever done? Those, have you ever done stoutness exercises? Uh, I don't think I've had him done led by Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> so, after Sora comes back, Merlin obviously is kind of disappointed of what happened but he tells the guys not to tell leon what happened with the book and they're like we promise and then by the way now that you're saying that and you're reminding me that um 
he might have said something to Leon. Question mm-hmm. now that I'm thinking about it. Why does Leon care? In Kingdom Hearts 1, Sid was the one that made the book, like, made you bring the book to Merlin to do whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Merlin's the one that clearly has been carrying it around. He certainly at least carried it around from Traverse Town to um, to Hollow Bastion. How does Leon care? That's a good question. Anyway, so go ahead. Merlin talks about summons, and we get to learn that summons are back, which we mentioned in the previous episode. I just forgot that Merlin actually says that summons are back, though. Mm-hmm. So that ends up taking our heroes into oh, wait, the... I'm sorry, you don't want to say who the summon was because they did show oh, it. Oh, yeah, they mentioned it was... Uh, it was the baseball Mew- charm. Muchu and Simba. No, that's not who to summon for this game, not the summon that from the last game. Oh. It's alright, it was literally a quick photo of, like, you got a new item, so mm. it, it would it went by real quick. Yeah. It's the baseball charm, and it says on there something to the effect of you and two friends are able to call upon the help of Chicken Little. Oh, gosh. <laughs> And I forgot, I wouldn't have said the thing I said like at last episode or whatever it was about mm-hmm. the, I, if you remember, I said how there's a summon that happens that there's no way, they, they literally called the guy in to just yell out the name Sora. This right. was this is it, because Chicken Little in that movie would have absolutely zero reason to say the word Sora. So mm-hmm. you would think they actually bought someone into a studio booth just to say, hey, we need you to say this name a couple of times. Right. And that's insane to me. So now they go to the underworld mm-hmm. for, I don't know, maybe there was a reason and I missed it. Well, you remember, every time there's a gateway, a new pathway's open. Right. And Really, what Sora is doing is looking for Riku and Kairi. Mm-hmm. Although I think, I feel like Kairi is less of, not a priority, but less looking for her because I feel like he would think by automatic, you know, automatically she would go back to Destiny Islands, which she yeah. was there. That's what we yeah. know. Mm-hmm. So they end up running into Megara or Meg. From the Hercules movie. Right. Which is a random kind of meetup, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then I had to remember that, oh yeah, she, in the movie, kind of had that deal with Hades. Um, So they want to visit Hercules, but Hercules is busy because he's fighting every day at the Coliseum to be a hero. And Donald is like, we're out of here. <clears throat> Hold on. We're heroes too. There you and go. And Goofy's like, we're junior heroes. <laughs> Remember that, folks. They're junior heroes. That's right. So Meg was gonna go talk to Hades about something, and Sora is like, "Well, we can go. We, you know, we could go talk to him for you." And Meg's like, "All right, but if he asks anything." You don't know, or something like that. 
But she says, so, the, I think at some point, I don't think she wants Hercules to know that she was talking to Hades. Mm-hmm, that's what it is. And I think yeah, the but, reason that um, that she is talking to Hades, I believe, is because Hercules, Hercules keeps fighting in the Colosseum all these monsters who are coming from Hades. Mm-hmm. So eventually, as she says, eventually um, Hercules will get tired at some point, even though he keeps winning right now. I know it's gonna be he's gonna be worn out at some point. So I think she's trying to get him to stop or something. Yeah. So Hades, we see, is talking to Pete. Okay, now we haven't seen Pete in a while. Mm -hmm. So this is good. And they talk about how Hercules keeps beating the, you know, all these different monsters. And Pete is like, you know, at some point, he's going to end up beating the dead or or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. And Hades has this idea of, you know what? The only thing that could beat Hercules is someone from the dead. Mm -hmm. So he ends up going to his call. It's not really a cauldron. Like he called it a dungeon, but, um, and he summons, who he thinks is the most evil person. Right. The most, or the most evil creature that he could think of. And my first thought was, well, it's not Maleficent because she's somewhere else. I know that. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think, okay, who is it? Who can it be? Cause I'm, and, and I'm actually trying to think like, Jafar, you know, because we had this talk, I think, yes. the previous episode or the one before that, where it's like, okay, Jafar's in a lamp. Uh, Oogie is whatever at this I point. I think we Ursula, said dead. I mean, he was, he was taken yeah. down as a house, if you remember. Right. Ur- Ur- Ursula's underwater, so this can't really work. So he summons it up, and it's this, it, it's a person. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a regular person. It's not a monster. And and I've never seen this character before. Sure. And I was like, I know Bill's not going to... So just a little backtrack here for yeah. me when I first played this game. I was absolutely thrilled when this reveal happened. Because this man, his name's Orin. Mm-hmm. He is from the video game Final Fantasy X or Final Fantasy X. And I love that game. I would argue it is the second biggest franchise, biggest uh, game in that Final Fantasy series, which I believe recently came out with Final Fantasy 15 within the last couple of years. So, I mean, if I'm saying, you know, second from the top, with the mm-hmm. first being Final Fantasy 7, which was Cloud, and obviously he's already in this game. Yeah. Um... I was thrilled. I, I loved it, but I was watching it and saying, Bill is no way going to have a reaction to this man because he doesn't know who he is. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is funny because within seconds, basically, Orin is already against Hades. Yeah. So you would think that Hades is going to start getting the clue of, hey, maybe I shouldn't recruit Final Fantasy people because he's <laughs> 0 for 2, the first one being Cloud. Wow. Yeah. Right. And now here's Orin. So, Orin, quote-unquote, gets fired. 
mm-hmm. by Hades. And they're about to fight when Sora and the gang join up. And they're all all they want to do is just talk to Hades. They don't want to fight him. Right. So we see in the fight they're doing their best moves and it does absolutely nothing. And then we find out from Hades because they're in the underworld all their hero abilities don't work down here. Right, because heroes are zeros down in the exactly. underworld. So they end or they end up having to run away and they manage to escape from Hades with Arin and you know they have like a Arin has this saying of like, huh, maybe you guys might need my assistance. Yeah, you and might Sora's need a guardian, like, which is yeah, a guardian, which is a hundred percent a call to Final Fantasy X, where he is a guardian, and like again, it's very, very much fan service for Final Fantasy X fans like myself. Mm-hmm. And Sora's like, Nah, we're okay. We we don't really need you. And Goofy's like, Well, actually, I think we need him. So, um. So and and that's really where it ends because you're kind of in this like not really a cliffhanger but you're hanging on to wondering if you know they're going to take him up on his offer or not. Right. Now there was one small section that you missed and it it was a very short section so I don't blame you when Sora goes down to look for Hades. So before or anything with Orin or whatnot, mm-hmm. he was walking down there with Donald and Goofy, and he mm-hmm. sees an organization member. Do you not remember this? Oh, that's right, and he runs away. He's like, Aah! He's like, run, run away. Yeah. Sora's response, okay. That sounds like something <laughs> I'd say. So there's so the organization's here, too, in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. Um... All right, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we have your Board of Love and Hate. Actually, before we take that break, do you need a recap of your board? Yes, I do. Okay, so here's who I have. And again, you're going to have two moves here. On the top of the love board, currently, Riku was the most loved, mm-hmm. Donald, Sora, Fake Riku, Mickey, Axel... Kyrie and Pete. You currently have Yen Sid as to be determined, which means by the end of this season, this half of the season, because this game's so big, we're doing two halves of a season here. Right. Um. Do you, by the end of this half of the season, Yen Sid's got to go somewhere if you don't, you know, if you don't make the call earlier. Mm-hmm. In the hate column, as your top hated person, Ariel, followed by Leon. Jiminy Cricket, Vexen, Zexion, and Anthem. Alright, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Bill's Board of Love and Hate. This is Jim, along with Bill, and this is Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts. And I just want to say that you can find me at thatspodcasting.com, the website, and that's podcasting on Instagram and Twitter. Bill, where can people find you? 
Well, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at House of Bill and at Instagram at MrBilliam85. Alright, Bill, here we go. Let's go. Before we do the just theories and predictions, if you have any, let's jump to the board of love and hate. Who's going where? First, tell me, is it a move or is it an addition? And then tell me, is it a love to be determined or hate? And then give me the person. Okay, I'm going to make a move. Okay. I'm going to move Pete above Kyrie. Okay, Pete's going and up one. Only one spot. Only, only because... I feel with Pete, that scene that we talked about here uh, in this, this week kind of helped convince me to move him up a spot. Um, I mean, I'm I'm sure maybe at some point Kyrie could get moved up again, but I'm not really sure at the moment. So for now, Pete's gonna get moved up a spot. Okay. And I am going. Well, is this an addition? The second one is it an addition or a move? This is going. Ooh, this is going to be. This is going to be an addition. Okay. I'm going to have Mushu on my hate. Okay. But he's going to be at the bottom. Okay, so he's after Anson then. And 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 my only reason is he kind of screwed up on Mulan mm-hmm. and saying that, you know, Mulan was a was a girl right in front of the captain and so yeah. it's not it's not a you know like a big move it's just i need to put somebody on there and mushu just happens to be the one mm-hmm. so and and he's probably going to end up staying at the bottom anyway he he wasn't annoying or terrible or anything so right okay right, so mushu has been added to the hate column Pete's been moved on one up on the love column, so he's now between Axel and Kyrie. Kyrie is on the bottom of the love column, and we still have to be determined Yen Sid. What do you got for theories or predictions, if anything? Oh gosh. Um You know, when you were talking earlier, and this is a theory here, because okay. I really don't have a prediction. When you were talking about why would Leon have any, I guess, care or attachment to the Winnie the Pooh book. Right. I think the – and this is my theory. That book was his. Okay. And I think he had that book as a child lost the book somehow and 
Merlin finds the book and Merlin knows through his magic that this was Leon's. Okay. It's pretty solid. The last thing I want to ask you before you before we head out here. So I'm gonna bring this back around. The I wanna know why you chose the word you did at the beginning of this episode. Okay, so the reason that I felt exhilarated was this half hour had a lot of different events happening and I feel it was really something that maybe had been missed as of late. Mm-hmm. Not saying that there wasn't any action in, you know, the previous viewings. Right. But here it's just like, oh, Beast could have, you know, been taken by Organization 13. Um, Sora goes back to the Hundred Acre Woods. They go into the underworld. We have a brand new character. We have Hades. We have Meg, who may be manipulating or not. Right. That's why I felt exhilarated today. Okay. Yeah, and I kind of get that because previously from Beast Castle, the world that we went to was Mulan. And I Mm -hmm. pointed out there, you know, I don't hate the world, but in the grand scheme of things, there was no organization members there. Right. Pete and Maleficent and any villains, though, they were not there. And Mulan didn't do anything, or Mulan World, Land of Dragons, didn't do anything that really moved the story alone. They just did Mulan. And maybe Mm -hmm. that's exactly what it was supposed to do, to get people's feet wet in the first official Disney World of this game. Because previously the only ones you had been in was Twilight Town, Hollow Bastion... I think that's it. So, like, none mm-hmm. of them, no, those two were not Disney town, Disney worlds that people would know. So, I get what you're saying though, because we, you did, you had Beast, you had Winnie the Pooh, you had, um, uh, you know, Hercules back. So it's it was it was a mixture of. You knew that you we you knew Beast was in the series based yeah. on the first game and even Chain of Memories, but you didn't actually get to see his world mm-hmm. at that point so okay all right bill so um any final thoughts before we head out of here um it's gonna be interesting to see what they continue to do in the underworld all right everyone thanks for listening to bill Lewis kingdom hearts we'll catch you next time